Hey, it's the boys from Saw Spoken, and we are so glad that you are listening to our new friend, Marv, and his podcast, Pods Like Us. Yeah, we were recently on the show for a couple of episodes, and we really enjoyed it. And if you'd like to catch a little bit more of us with all the raunchiness and sauce-based humor that you're used to, feel free to check us out on our show. But in the meantime, keep enjoying Pods Like Us with Marv. We enjoyed talking with Marv as much as we hope you enjoy listening to him. Now back to the show. Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Gwibel, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I'm speaking with Chris from Podtastic Audio. Hey, Chris, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's a nice sunny day out here in sunny San Diego, man. That's good to know. So how were you first introduced to the world of podcasting? Actually, it was funny... um, I listen to podcasting because I I'm a driver. I've always been a truck driver in the driving industry for a long time, and um, I was a huge fan of radio and a huge fan of morning radio specifically. So I listened. To, I was a big morning radio junkie. I listened to all the morning radio shows, listened to all the morning radio stuff, and and then they would start producing their. They record their morning radio. They record a copy of that for their podcast. So I started listening to that on the podcast because I would switch from working in the mornings to working in the evenings. And I, and I kind of missed out on listening to my morning radio I liked. But then I found out that they would do a rebroadcast podcast version of the morning radio show. So I would listen to a lot of morning radio shows as a podcast. So that's kind of how I got started with podcasting. It was like, man, this is super cool. Um, and, and when we start our show... The Chris and Christine show, it was like, okay, we, I bet you we can do that too. It doesn't look that hard, you know? <laughs> yes. And then when you first, then when you start to do it, you realize that it's slightly more difficult than you think. Or, or was it not that way? Well, I think what happened was, was that, um, when we started it, it was funny. I uh, bought my son one of those like headsets that you plug into your video game console, so you can talk to your friends like while you're playing the game. And so, well, he was. Ha- I ordered one of those on Amazon. It was like super cheap. I got like a basic one, but it had a connection to connect it to your computer. So I got the thing in the mail and I plug it into the computer, and I'm like, let me see if I can actually like play with this thing and I start playing like podcasting, start playing with it, you know, and I'm thinking like, gosh, I think I could actually make a podcast with this stupid thing, you know? Yep. And then I said, you know what? Hey, Christine, hey, because uh, we were just dating at the time. And I said, hey, do you want to do a podcast with me? Do you want to do like half for fun? Let's do it for fun. As like a total side gig, let's try this podcasting thing. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. Come on, it'll be fun. Let's try it. I say, we'll do it for super cheap. I won't spend a lot of money on stuff. We'll just like get started with basic stuff and, and we'll just give it a shot. And we did it and we upgraded a few different things. But uh, we had fun doing it and the response was fun. And I had a fun time doing it and listening back to it. And everybody seemed to like it. All our friends and family seemed to like it. So I'm like, well, hey, maybe we're on to something. So they kind of grew from there. Yeah, I've noticed because uh, I think you've noticed that I've um, uh, checked out the Chris and Christine show over the weekend. I thought, I'll try out, uh, go from one extreme to the other. So I started with episode one and then uh, I listened to the most recent episode where you were speaking with, uh, I think it was your son, wasn't it? 
Uh, yeah, he was on there, but his mic was kind of like we we had that was, the audio wasn't that great with him. I do a lot of I do a heavy editing on getting that thing figured out. But uh, yeah, we advanced so far from episode episode one is like you look back and you're like that's where we started, and then you look at what we have today. It's a night. It's a big difference, you know, in the, in the whole production value and what we got be able to do now yeah. and what we've learned. And it's been trial and error the entire way, but I think I've really narrowed in what I prefer and what we like today is what we have today. Yeah, you can tell that there's a big difference in that. And I, I'm thinking that um, how podcastic audio would have started or would have come about then would have been that um, while you've been doing the Chris and Christine show, you've upped the quality and the gear and uh, software that you use and through that you become a bit of a a bit of an addict at trying to get the sound uh perfect yeah i think the thing is for me is i've always see i've always listened to radio and i've always listened to broadcast radio and radio and things of that sort and i've always said well well can i get it as close to that sound that radio sound how do i get it close to that without spending like radio studio equipment you know, can I make it happen with what we have? Can I make it sound just as good with simple stuff? And the truth is, you can. You can really make it sound really good with simple gear and simple equipment. And that's what my, my ultimate goal always has been from the very beginning, was make it sound as good as anything you would hear on the radio. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're right. I don't think you really need uh, to really spend enormous amounts of money Um uh, yeah. Like like we like I said before we started recording. I mean, I'm just basically using a a, a standard USB plug-in microphone myself. I mean, eventually I'm hoping to uh, the room that I'm setting up to do the recording in. I'm hoping to have a like mixing desk uh, plugged into the laptop and hoping that that might you know up the the quality somewhat. Although saying that. <laughs> Um, pull the curtain away a bit. Need to do something about my internet connection as well, I think. Right. I think most of the stuff, unless you're just, I mean, you can just record directly into your computer, like just you into a computer. You don't even need the internet to do that. I mean, you can do that, you know, anywhere, but you do eventually need the internet to upload it to your host for your podcast host. You do need it for that. Well, that's something that I'm planning on working on, um, rearranging because i'm using a not very good um network provider really for my broadband which you know it's it's those things that you learn and because i'm contracted to that i'm sort of stuck with that for the time being but when the contract is ended i'll uh, get something completely new and we'll see how we go from there it's unfortunate, really, that you have to have that you have these contracts that you have to be stuck to. Really, it really is. When we moved, we moved houses back in October, and the current provider we had for our internet, they were going to do a downgrade at the new house. And I said, "No, we're not downgrading our internet. We're anything. We're going upgrading. We're not downgrading." So they say, well, that's the best we can do over there. Well, then that's screw you guys. We're going to go with somebody else. So that's exactly what we did. We dropped them. And then they said, well, why are you cut it? Why are you dropping us? I said, I told you why. It's because you guys can't match the internet we had before 
um, you're going to go downgrade us, and we need high-speed internet to run the, the podcast and to run the business and things like that. We need powerful internet. So if you're going to water us down, then screw you. We're out of here. And that's a beauty. We had a choice. We, we dropped them. We went with another company, and we have like the fastest internet you possibly can get out here. I think we're getting. I think we're getting like, like with Gigablast. It's like one gig download or something. It's whatever the maximum is you can get out in the neighborhood. It supposedly is really, really fast, and so far it's been working pretty good. That's fantastic. So hey, this is Tim for Bad Counsel. You want some good counsel? Keep listening to the smooth, dulcet tones of Marv on Pods Like Us. <laughs> so to touch on it a bit more. Podcastic audio, you provide people with advice for being able to make their podcast sound better most of the time. Occasionally, you'll go into other areas like I know that I think recently you talked about note writing for the podcast as well as the sound. So you'll go into other areas as well. And the the logos, I remember that was a fascinating episode when you talked about the, the show artwork. Right, yeah. So it's all, it's all things that you've learned from the Chris and Christine show, or do do you do anything else to uh, to research the subjects that you talk about? Well, actually, it's it's funny. I do a lot of trial and error. Like everything I talk about on Podtastic Audio, I have tried and I've used on the Chris and Christine show. We've been doing the show, I think, three years now or so, and everything we've tried through trial and error through like the first episode till now, like everything I've done, every tool I use, every piece of software that I use, clean feed that I use, the tools I use to create the artwork on my iPhone. I've used for my show. I don't want to speak on something that I have never used before. And a lot of other, I do listen to other podcasts also about podcasting. They give a lot of good advice also. So I take some of the stuff they talk about and I just share it with everybody too. So the far as research goes, it's just basically just listening to other people talk about podcasting. I go on Twitter and there's Twitter spaces and things like that. People are talking about podcasting. And uh, I just kind of like listen to some of the things they say and I kind of just like tweak it in a way that will make sense for everybody else to listen to. And I just spit it out on the microphone. Yeah. I mean, another one that I found interesting recently from your show was where you were talking about when podcasters do shows and not to basically repeat verbatim what is written on Wikipedia, but to make it your own uh, information technically that you've discovered that people can't find just by doing a Wikipedia or a Google search. And that's an interesting piece of advice as well. And, and and you were mentioning how if you're going to do that sort of show where you're talking about information that people can get hold of readily, then to make it more interesting by making it yourself and more of you coming across to make it more interesting to people. That's right. I think what people don't seem to realize is that I mean, I, first off, there's probably lots of people that listen to podcasts for different reasons, and, and they kind of view podcasting. There's lots of different ways to view it. Me personally, I came from a radio background. I came from listening to lots and many, many years of morning radio and that morning radio excitement vibe. So my take on podcasting has always been a very much an entertaining version of podcasting. It's been like this whole like we're going to be entertaining. We're going to make you laugh. We're going to maybe teach you something too at the same time. But it's all going to be in the, in the method of fun. I always emphasize fun 
as the heart and core of every show I do. If you're not having any fun, then what's the point? So we amp up the fun, and then we try to tell you something, too, at the same time. So that way it keeps it exciting and fresh and new, if that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. It really does. I mean, obviously, you have different types of podcasts because, I mean, that wouldn't work with, say, an audio drama style podcast. That's a completely different beast altogether. But for the uh, for the mul- you know the multitudes of people that do the back and forth chat or do these uh, essay type shows, I think you're right. I think that's uh, absolutely spot on. Yeah, I know that. I mean, everybody has their own. They want a podcast. Like I always say, you, it's your show. Just do it however you want to do it. It's your show. Don't tell me tell you how to do your show. But I like to have fun, and I do this for fun, and people seem to like it. That's great. I don't take any show notes um, for the most part. It's all off the top of my head. And the way I do my recordings for Podtastic is I will say something, and then sometimes I'll say it, and I'll stop it. Hey, it's Gil from The Mind Today's Mind Culture and Social Podcast. And you're listening to Pods Like Us. What would you say are five essentials to any podcaster? The five essentials to any podcaster, I would say, would be obviously one, get yourself a decent computer. Okay. Uh, it doesn't need to take a lot. It can be anything with a decent hard drive because you think about your hard drive space, you're really going to start filling that up. Either get a hard drive or a basic hard drive with a decent computer. And all you need is a very simple USB microphone. If you're doing a solo show where it's just you by yourself, uh, just any basic USB microphone will be fine. Make sure you know how to use it correctly. When I say that is make sure you're talking into the microphone at least a fist distance away from the microphone when you talk into it. The levels, you don't want them too loud. They'll pick up a lot of hiss. You don't want them too quiet either. When you adjust your microphone, make sure it's in the, I would say, kind of the uh, like middle of the road section when you're recording. And then um, as far as uh, recording platforms go as like software, just get Audacity. It's totally free. I use it. I love it. Audacity works on Linux, it works on Windows, and it works on Mac. It works on all of them. And you can record right onto it, you can edit right onto it. There's a ton of sound features, audio adjustment features built into Audacity. And because it's free and so popular, if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of videos on tutorials on how to actually use Audacity. So um, I would say also get yourself a decent pair of headphones, but it doesn't have to be fancy. You can use earbuds if you want. That's if you're doing any kind of live recording stuff. I would say if you're doing any kind of over-the-internet stuff like we're doing right now, the internet quality, uh, I would say, has to be somewhat decent. Even to do a simple Zoom call, you need somewhat decent internet to be able to pull that off, I would say. Um, What else? Um, And time. If you got any kind of – it's going to take some time to do this stuff, especially learning your equipment. Learn your gear. Figure out what you have. Learn what you're doing. If you have a new, I don't know, Rodecaster Pro, play with it for a couple weeks. Figure it out before you go live with it and try to figure out on the fly. Uh, That goes for anything, any kind of microphone, interface, computer, anything that you're doing. You want to make sure that you know how to use it before you go live with it, you know? 
And that's uh, and then have fun. I would say also the big thing: have fun doing this because the moment you're not having any fun with this is simply the moment it's gonna be you're gonna dread it. You're gonna be like, oh god, I got a podcast today. Oh, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. If you see yourself doing that, then maybe it's not for you, man. Yep. Podcasting isn't for everybody. I've been doing this three years now, and I still get excited each and every time I crack the microphone. Now, that's because I like doing it. If you don't like doing it, then it's obvious. So um, you got to have fun. Have fun and relax. Don't worry about it. And trust me, at the very beginning, nobody's listening. So don't even worry. Oh, the audience. I got this huge audience. Nobody's listening at day one. Nobody even no one knows who you are. So just relax and just have fun. That's about all I got. <laughs> Okay, I mean, on the on the last point that you've just made, I've I've always said that. Um, well, I got this from from somebody else. I'll be honest, but it stayed with me from when uh, when Robbie from Out of the Blank originally said it to me, which is the fact that whatever you content you provide, there is always going to be somebody out there is that is so that is going to be interested in what you've got to put out there, you know, whether you uh, start off and initially start with only small amounts of numbers, that's an important show to them. If they're coming back again and again and again to listen to you, even though it starts with that small amount of numbers that are subscribed and are following you, then you've got somewhere there that is a start and you know that you can get somewhere from there because as you go on with making podcast, you get better at doing it. Your nerves start to go down to a large degree each time that you do it, the more often, well, hopefully they do. And you get more acquainted with how to say things and how to talk properly for the type of show that you're doing. And if you have problems with in that regard, as far as talking and saying um too much or saying whatever too much, you always can get in there and figure out the editing process. Please edit your show if you feel like that's an issue for your show, like you have to have all the ums taken out for whatever reason or anything like that. Just get familiar with working in something like Audacity. It doesn't have to be Audacity. It could be something like Audacity. And just get familiar with how to like splice audio and how to like cut things out and, and move audio around. Just get familiar with that. That's what I started doing first. Before I recorded any episode, the first thing I did was played around in Audacity. I just played around with the audio and moving things around and figuring how to cut audio and how to figure out how to splice stuff. That's what you really got to do. If you can figure that out, then the recording is as a breeze because once you record something, you know how to fix it. Yeah, and a funny thing is that sometimes you get so used to certain things that you will actually spot when you're editing what the visual sound wave looks like for ums and ahs. So it's almost like you know where you can pinpoint them in those files, those audio files that you've got. That's right. That's right. That's what I try to do. I mean, you know, I don't catch all of them, and I don't think you should get all of them. I think you should probably get a good handful of them here and there, especially if your guest is constantly dropping an um like every other word. Then maybe you should clean some of those up. But at the same time, if you clean things up too much, it can sound very robotic. It doesn't sound natural. 
Yeah, you're right. It can sound a bit robotic if you um, get rid of too many because I used to do that when I first started editing my shows. I used to be meticulous with getting rid of the ums and the ahs and getting rid of all of these things. And it did eventually sound like it wasn't a real conversation because in real conversations, you do get those things. So I've learned to be a bit more relaxed with that And then when I listen back to the shows before putting them out, I will now listen for moments a bit more in in a relaxed way, essentially, where I'm thinking, does that sound natural? Or would people get irritated with the repeated ums and the long gaps? So you have to think, how long of a gap sounds unnatural and how many ums and ahs and those sort of things would irritate a listener in a normal conversation. Exactly, man. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur. And we're from the Spy Hards Movie Podcast. That's right. And you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that has a license to thrill. So when it comes to recording and then editing your shows... How do you go about doing that? Okay, so recording the podcastic audio, I'll do it directly into Audacity. If it's just me by myself, obviously. Directly in Audacity, and as I'm recording, I'll stop the recording, think about what I'm going to say, and then just say it. And then stop the recording, and if I don't like it, I'll stop it, rewind, cut that out, start over. So I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of editing it as I play it, as I speak it out. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, so when you started the podcast, Podtastic Audio, and um, I mean, the, the same goes also for the Chris and Christine show, how did you go about sorting out and sourcing the music for the shows and also the artwork slash logos for the show? Okay, so the music, the way the music went is like this. I was searched up. Do you want royalty-free music? Music that doesn't have like a licensing or a like a music artist or a um, producer or produ- production. Um, anybody owns it or anything like that. So to get that information, the uh, music, I went on to a few websites I found. But if you have a Gmail account and you have a YouTube um, channel or a YouTube account of some sort, in somewhere in there. I think I had to Google it or something. There was a whole like website for your Google, I mean for, for your G, for your YouTube music called Music YouTube Studio Library. I think it's what it's called. And there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of free uh, music. You just download an MP3, different genres, different tones, different variations, and you just download them. Once you have them, they're yours to use however you like. That's where I got all my music. There are. Um, companies that you can pay for to get the music to use for your show, you can do that too if you don't like any of those ones. I mean, I try to keep the show very minimal and very basic. So as far as the music goes, I would usually would go to the YouTube music library for the creator's uh, studio, and that's where I get the music and some sound effects there. Uh, as far as the artwork goes... I created the Chris and Christine show. Actually, Christine created the Chris and Christine show. She uh, did it on her phone, and we were playing with um, iPhone Bitmoji characters at the time. And I said, uh, "Can we make those like our own characters? Can we make those into a podcast logo?" 
And she said, yeah, I can make those. We'll just create ones we like. And then we sent them over. And then she um, did some things on a few apps she ha had. And she was able to merge them together. And she designed the artwork for the Chris and Christine show. Now, as far as podcasting audio goes, I created that in Canva on a free platform on my iPhone. I found a few designs that I liked. And I kind of played with it and tweaked, tweaked it around. Then I added a couple of different things that I liked to it. Change the coloring around and things like that, and then uh, very, very simple. That's how I did it. That's brilliant. That's great. So, what advice would you give to people starting a podcast for the first time? Well, first thing I would say is actually, you should probably know what you're going to be talking about before you start your podcast. Like, figure out why. Figure out your why. Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you starting the podcast? Why? And also, think of your listener. Like, a lot of people don't think of who's listening on the other side. Like, what does your listener get out of this? Why would they listen to you? Why? Yeah. Just a big why, really. Absolutely. So, what other podcasts do you listen to then, Chris? Well, I'm a big fan of the um, podcast about podcasting, other than our own show. I do listen to our show all the time. I listen to Chris and Christine's show. I listen to Podcastic Audio. And I do listen to my buddy uh, Derek Duvall, listen to his show. I helped him start his show. So I always listen to him and uh, try to give him advice on things and, and things like that, help him out with stuff. He does an interview show. But as far as I really do listen to a lot of shows about podcasting, including the great Dave Jackson. He was a guest on my show twice, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. I listen to his show a lot. Uh, he does a few different shows that he also does with some other people. He does the Ask the Podcast Coach show every Saturday morning with Jim Collison. I had Jim Collison on my show, talked to him. Uh, let's see. Um, I taught uh, uh, Eric K. Johnson uh, does a show called um, the Podcast Coach, and um, his podcast coach. Anyway, listen to his show too a lot. So basically, shows about podcasting. Whatever I can pick up to kind of fine fine tune my craft is what I basically listen to. And I do listen to a few other variety shows from time to time, but for the most part, it's all about shows about podcasting, so I can help create the best show I possibly can. That's great. That's fantastic. I mean, the, the the school of podcasting is a great show in itself. I mean, that's that's like essential. I think that's a good, actually, a good piece of advice for people wanting to start in podcasting would be to actually add that to your feed and and listen to it. You know, when you can, that show itself. Right. That's basically what I do and that's how I got started and I've had Dave come on my show twice he's been on this show and he's been on the Chris Christine show as a guest he was nice enough to come on absolutely so where where can people find the the show podcastic audio and get hold of you so I have a pod page website it's this just the free plan so you can find the podcastic audio it's podpage.com slash podcastic dash audio but if you really want to know all about the chris and christine show in like the umbrella for everything you can go to chris and christine show.com and that has everything about us our show our links and it's got a section about podcastic audio on that website too so the chris and christine show is kind of like the umbrella 
for everything. It can be spelled any which way I bought the domains for all of them. So Chris and Christine show.com. That's great. I'll also add links to the Instagram and Twitter pages as well for the, for podcastic audio. And I can do that with Chris and Christine as well. If you want, if you want me to put the links for those in the notes. Sure. Why not, buddy? Yeah, that'd be great. I got those two. I'll email you all that stuff. If you don't have it. Okay. Thank you very much for that. So thank you for speaking to me. And if anybody uh, wants to find out more about Pods Like Us, you can do a search. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and TikTok. I'm experimenting with that one. Just look for Pods Like Us and you'll you'll find us by doing that. And I'm also available at themarvzone.org. But anyway, thank you very much for speaking with me today, Chris. Hey, no problem, buddy. And thank you everybody for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us.